Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 23rd of June, and it is a marvellous day today. Archie has passed his driving test this morning. That makes four kids... 480 hours of sitting in a car with a learner between Emma and myself. I expect a medal to be delivered at any moment. That fabulous news aside, there isn't really much going on in the market today. Dow Jones was up 69 and our market today is down 31 with the futures down 5. So not doing as well as we'd thought. Resources are up. BHP and Rio are up today. The iron ore price bounced back 3%. And this morning we have Morgan Stanley upgrading BHP, saying the stock they've upgraded in the UK. It is, of course, listed in the UK. Their UK analyst says the stock offers generous capital returns. And JP Morgan also upgraded their iron ore price forecast today. They are still woefully behind the eight ball, though. They have a long-term forecast of $70, with the iron ore price at the moment sitting at $212, up 3% overnight. I really don't think sometimes that broker commodity price forecasts are worth the keystroke that created them, quite honestly. Most of it is complete guesswork. And the history of commodity price forecasts is brokers most of the time are what I call backcasting rather than forecasting. They're looking at what's happening in reality and catching up with their forecast to what is happening in the real world. So I wouldn't read too much into it. When JP Morgan upgrades its iron ore price forecast, all I see is a broker who is getting embarrassed by their woefully wrong iron ore price forecasts. Anyway, all good for resources today. Otherwise, the Nasdaq hit a record high overnight, and at the same time, it's broken out. I have a scan in the mornings that spots stocks that break out, and the Nasdaq broke out overnight, breaking out of the box, you might call it. If you have a look at the chart in the strategy section, you'll see what I'm talking about. It broke out of the box it's been stuck in for the whole of this calendar year so far, breaking out to the upside. And the catalyst for that, of course, was more fed comment. We had Jerome Powell talking to Congress overnight. He had some prepared comments and some post-testimony comments talking about inflation and interest rates. And the major message is that they are not, or the Fed are not going to be pushed into raising interest rates prematurely because of inflation fears. And he talked about a perfect storm causing the 13-year high in inflation last month. A storm which, can you believe, was brought about by a rise in prices in second-hand cars and bacon. There you go. Anyway, the dissipating inflation and interest rate fears, good for growth stocks, good for the Nasdaq, good for Microsoft, whose market cap hit $2 trillion for the first time overnight, good for Amazon as well, which was up a couple of percent on the back of taking $5.6 billion worth in sales on Prime Day. And a couple of other little breakouts here. GameStop, that US stock that was the subject of all the Reddit interest at the beginning of the year, that popped 10% overnight. They raised a billion dollars and that reinforces one of the golden rules of share price spikes. 
when a share price spikes, expect a capital raising the next day. I can tell you from the corporate department of major brokers or knowing the corporate department uh, departments of major brokers, at the moment a share price of a company that they are interested in or they've done a deal for before or they IPO'd, the moment the share price spikes, they ring the CEO and the CFO saying this is the time. This is the time to raise capital to take advantage of the share price rise. So as with GameStop, any stock that spikes, especially mid-caps that find it hard to raise capital, we'll see a lot of activity or a lot of interest from corporate departments of brokers getting them to raise capital. Shouldn't be too surprised by it really, but it does tell you it's opportunistic and it does, if the management thinks it's an opportunity or the share price is overdone, it does suggest to you as an investor or a shareholder that maybe the share price is overdone. So it can lead to a bit of a deflation. Another stock breaking out in the last 24 hours, Pilbara Mineral PLS lithium stock chart in the strategy piece today. So strategy summary today, no change. The Friday wobble on Wall Street has reversed and we've held our levels or they have held their levels. We are back to bull market as usual settings, fully invested, market risk low, precipitous issues non-existent and possibly even improved after the Powell comments overnight as interest rate fears disappear. Right, a couple of half educational pieces in the strategy piece today. First one's about Bitcoin. You may have seen overnight that Bitcoin dropped under $30,000, hit $28,600 at one point. The Chinese are coming down hard on crypto and on companies using cryptocurrencies, Alipay, for instance, prompting some headlines overnight as I went to bed of an imminent collapse in cryptocurrencies. Also this morning, we've woke up to a quote in one of the newswires about the black swan author that is a book criticizing bitcoin saying that cryptocurrency currency is worth exactly or bitcoin is worth exactly zero and there is no evidence that blockchain is a useful technology he's got a six page draft paper called Bitcoin Currencies and Bubbles Out. You might look for that. Also, if you look in the strategy piece today, you'll see a chart of Bitcoin and you'll see this head and shoulders formation. Chartists do love their patterns, but have a look at the chart in the strategy piece and you'll see what I'm talking about. And it broke the neckline you believe all that mumbo jumbo overnight which suggests another big leg down well that's what the chart has said but it didn't collapse overnight in fact it's bounced and having having hit 28,000 almost or under 29,000 it's back to 34,000 and this volatility let me tell you bitcoin has now fallen 53% all in the last three months fallen 53% risen 37% and fallen 30% in three months and I reckon if you are to consider an investment return in the same breath as investment risk, then you really have to wonder whether Bitcoin is an investment or not. You can imagine that all the Bitcoin players and the Bitcoin exploiters all want to describe it as an investment because the moment you do that, the pool of money that might buy Bitcoin expands exponentially as it extends from gamblers to investors. But surely no investor would touch something this volatile. The average true range of Bitcoin, which is how much it moves in a range from top to bottom in a particular day or week, the average true range, which is how much it moves per day over the last 14 days, the average true range is 8.6%. It's moving 8.6% a day. 
if you compare that to the ASX 200, the ASX 200 moves 0.9% a day. BHP moves 1.9% a day. So Bitcoin's moving 8.6% a day. And if you look at how far it moves or its average true range over a week, over a week, it's moving 27.7% in a week. The ASX 200 is moving in a range of 1.9% in a week and BHP 4.4%. So if the definition of an investment includes an assessment of risk, as well as return then for most of us or for most of you the volatility of bitcoin makes it a bet being marketed as an investment not an investment that could stand side by side with australian equities for instance anyway a bit more cryptocurrency bagging from someone who's never made or lost a dollar out of cryptocurrencies not sure i'm qualified to comment really and the second little educational piece today is about share price catalysts if you go to the wilson asset management and they're not alone in this, but if you go to the Wilson Asset Management website and look up their investment philosophy or how they invest, you'll see constant reference to catalysts. And just to read their research-driven investing philosophy, they say, this investment process involves diligent and deep research. That means they make so much money each year that they can afford to pay analysts two hundred to $300,000 to spend a month looking at a small or mid-cap company. Anyway, they say, this investment process involves diligent and deep research that focuses on free cash flow, return on equity, and the quality of a company. Each company is carefully rated with respect to management, earnings growth potential, valuation, and industry position. Under this process, our investment team will only ever invest in a security once we can identify a catalyst or event that we expect will change the market's valuation of the company. Now, you can see that quote on their website or in the strategy piece today. Wilson's are well known for this identifying a catalyst line. So they're looking for a company that fits their criteria and then they look for a reason the market might suddenly wake up to the company and the fact that it's undervalued. Sometimes, of course, the catalyst for some fund managers, what they do is buy a stock and then the catalyst is the fund manager going to presentations and conferences and publishing articles and videos saying a company's undervalued so that if you've got any influence that can often be the catalyst in itself but one of the most common catalysts for a share price turnaround is management change and that's what this little article is about a change of management especially after a period of very poor performance is a moment when the market has another look at a company and a moment where the market may suddenly start to give a company the benefit of the doubt again. And with management change often comes a biting of the bullet, the admission, which might be made publicly or internally, an admission of, of failure that's often accompanied by what I consider to be the death knell of all management credibility, a strategic review. And that's what this article is about. Look out for companies that have a strategic review because often it creates the pivot point for the share price in the medium and long term. A strategic review is a signpost that a change is afoot and brings with it a change of management, a clearing of the decks, taking of write-downs, asset sales, a capital raising, and of course a straight change of strategy, hence the word strategic review. Somewhere in the middle of all that soul-searching and corporate admission and pain, a share price will often, if it's ever going to find a flaw, it's a moment that you should go and have a look at a company. It doesn't necessarily mean buy a company because the bottom rarely comes when the strategic review is announced. It usually comes after 
new management comes in, the write-downs are taken, the admissions are made, the decks are cleared, and the inevitable discounted capital raising is announced. And that's the event that often marks the lows for the share price as new shares are issued, but at the same time strengthens the balance sheet, gives the management a, a springboard for new initiatives and allows them to have a lash without being blamed for the past. So look out for strategic reviews. It's often a good time to look at a company, especially one you don't hold. So a company that had a strategic review announcement just recently on 20th of May, I think it was, was premium and the share price took off. So we didn't get this period of admissions and debt clearing and write downs and capital raisings that may come. Uh, The share price just took off as the CEO departed and a strategic review was announced. Often, and I think this is what's going on with premium, often when there's a strategic review and a management void, that's the time for someone, and private equity is very active at the moment, it's a time for someone to come in and bid for the company. And there are a couple of obvious players in their space, NetWealth and Hub, both of which are listed that could bid for premium. And I think that's why the share price shot off. But it is another example of how strategic review means a company is vulnerable, new management's coming and something different is going to happen. Slightly interesting thing about premium is that when the CEO departure was announced, the CEO is the second biggest shareholder with 16 million shares. The share price went up 20 cents and he's now $3 million better off for having left. Seems like a good decision all around. Anyway, there we go. Bottom line, when you see the word strategic review or management change from a stock you don't hold, have a look. Right, that's about it. As I leave you, Dow futures up 69, mildly positive. Not much on the calendar. A few central bank meetings this week. Bank of Japan, Bank of England, European Central Bank, all of which are likely to talk down the inflation risk just as the FOMC did. The job of the central banks, of course, is to support the financial markets ever since the GFC, that is, so shouldn't be bad news. That's about it. You have a fabulous day, and I will speak to you tomorrow.